it is amazing what God is. I was t uh, sharing with uh, Brother Chris that he was handing out the uh, song uh, for the day, and the cover said, To God Be the Glory. And I started laughing. I, I know Brother Chris is looking at me like, Why are you laughing? Did you not like the typeface? You know, uh, and, and I started pulling him back in the office. And I said, Do you know the title of the lesson today is Give God Glory? <laughs> and I, I was talking to Sister Sherry. I said, Sister Sherry, your, the testimony reading today was exactly about giving God his glory. And so I believe God wants to let us know that lesson today. Amen. Amen. And so God deserves our, our glory. He deserves to give him all the glory. And so he's, he woke us this morning and said, I need you to go to Revelation chapter 4. Because there's some glory, glorifying going on now. And we should join into this because we have just come out of a season of reflection, a season of reconciliation, a, a season of redemption, and now we're about to enter to the season of what? Joy, right? Happiness, uh, fellowship, this great thing that we're, we're about to experience now, and we should understand that all this comes from our God, and we should be happy that we have a God such as our God. Let's go to Revelation chapter 4, if you would, and we'll begin at verse 8. This is happening in heaven. And John was allowed to see this. And, 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 and it's amazing that these, these, these entities who are far above us as it relates to their spiritual nature and their understanding of God, they're so far above us that we don't even know they exist, but they do something that we neglect to do. And let's read what they're doing this morning. In Revelation chapter 4, we begin at verse 8. It says, And the four beasts had each of them six wings about him. And they were full of eyes within, and they rest not day or night, saying, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, which was and is and is to come. And when those beasts give glory and honor and thanks to him that sat on the throne, who liveth forever and ever, the four and twenty elders fall down before him that sat on the throne and worshiped him that liveth forever and ever, and cast their crowns before the throne, saying, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for Thou hast created all things, and for Thy pleasure they are and were created. These entities who excel in spiritual nature bow down and say, Glory, 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 holy, Holy, holy. They recognize who he is. And they know that they are nothing compared to him. And so they spend their time saying, holy, 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 God almighty. And they, 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 they relish and they, they love this opportunity that they get to put their crowns down and say, you are God and besides you there's none other. What's wrong with man? Why can't we do this? Because... We, we ought to understand that, that praising God and glorifying God is part of our experience and our relationship with God. Keep in Revelation. Let's go to the next chapter, one chapter over. We want to show a little more detail on what's going on here because he is worthy. He is worthy. And we got to come to grips with that. He is worthy. He does anything for you. If he never does anything, if he hasn't done anything, if he, if he never does anything else for you, he is worthy 
to be prayed. Now, in Revelation 5, let's go to six, uh, chapter 5, verse 6, and we'll start there. And this is all heavenly things going on now. So everybody in this, in this particular uh, uh, episode is of a heavenly, high heavenly, high spiritual nature. And he says, and behold, and I beheld, I'm sorry, and lo, in the midst of the throne and of the four beasts and in the midst of the elders stood a lamb, as if it had been slain having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God, sent forth into all the earth. And he came and looked and took the book out of the right hand of him that sat upon the throne. See, what had happened was there was a book, a book that would finish sin. It was a book of judgment, a book of revelation. It was a book of power. It was a book that had to be opened if mankind or if, if, if the universe would finally be rid, rid of sin. And John wept because he was in the, in the spirit. He couldn't, they said they couldn't find anybody that was worthy to open this book. We couldn't find anybody who had who satisfied the, 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 the law that said the wages of sin is death. And he wept. He said, there's nobody that can open this book and we cannot, we will not survive. We will not exist if somebody doesn't open this book. So he wept. But then somebody in heaven says, don't weep. Let me show you something. And verse 6 says, and when he had taken the book, this lamb that was slain could open the book. And he went and took the book. And when he had taken the book, the four beasts and four and twenty elders fell down before the lamb, having every one of them harps and golden vials full of odors, which are the what? The prayers of the saints. And they sung a new song saying, Thou art worthy to take the book and to open the seals thereof. For thou wast slain and has redeemed us to God by the blood of us to God by the by blood out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation and has made us unto our God kings and priests and we shall reign on the earth. And I beheld and I heard the voice of many angels round about the throne and the beast and the elders and the number of them were 10,000 times 10,000 and thousands of thousands saying with a loud voice, worthy is the lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing and every creature which is in heaven and on earth and under the earth and such as are in the sea and all that are in them heard I saying, what? Blessing and honor and glory and power be unto him that sitteth upon the throne and unto the Lamb forever and ever. And the four beasts said, Amen. And the four and twenty elders fell down and worshipped him that liveth forever and ever. Do you see now he's worthy? The Lamb is worthy. He did something no one else could do. He could open the book to save our souls. Is he worthy for our, of our praise? Notice he hasn't paid your light bill yet. Notice he didn't help you out with the situation you had Tuesday yet. He is not, we should not wait on what he's doing for us to understand he's worthy of our praise. If the heavenly host knows he's worthy, we should know it too. And we should bow down and worship him. We should honor him. We should glorify him in all that we do. Amen. Amen. He said, how, he said look, turn to First Chronicles. 
Because if he's worthy to be praised, if he's worthy to, 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 to receive our glory, I mean, to, to, for us to glorify him, how do we do that? How do we glorify God? See, the, the 24 elders knew. They praised him. They sung songs. They laid down their crowns. They honored him as king, and king, king of kings and lords of lords. They did that. But in 1 Chronicles 16, he starts to tell us a little bit about this. In verse 23, sing unto the Lord all the earth. So we can do what? We can sing. We can sing, right, to glorify God. Amen? He said, show forth from day to day his salvation. Declare his glory among the heathen. Oh, so we can testify. Amen? He said, his marvelous works among all nations, for great is the Lord, and greatly to be praised. He also is to be feared above all gods. For all the gods of the people are what? Idols. But the Lord made the heavens. So another... Uh, 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 another assurance that we're serving the right God. See, other people are serving idols. We're serving the God that did what? He created the heaven and the earth. Now, glory and honor are in his presence. Strength and gladness are in his place. Give unto the Lord, ye kindreds of the people. Give unto the Lord what? Glory and strength. Give unto the Lord the glory due unto his name. Bring an offering, amen? And come before him, worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Now, we're starting to see how to glorify him. He said, sing, right? He said, testify. But then he got down here, he said, bring an offering. Amen. He wants you. He wants yours. He said, bring an offering. Amen? Because if he's worthy to be praised, is he worthy of everything that we have? Amen. He said, worship the Lord in something called the beauty of holiness. See, now we're about to get as they say, we're about to get down. We're about to see how to do this because we already have established who he is and he's worthy to be praised and he's worthy to have all the honor and all the glory and all the power, but we have to figure out what our part is as it relates to glorifying God. He said, I need you to start living in the beauty of holiness. Because we did read that in Revelation, they looked at him and said, holy, 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 amen. So there's a lifestyle we have to live. Is that true? There's, in order to glorify God, we got to act like we're supposed to glorify him. We got to act like this is, uh, there's, a, there's a way to do this, and there's a different way to live. <coughs> if you go to Romans, if you would, chapter 4. This is a step-by-step -step glorifying God message today. Because as he, uh, we, what we've gone through already, we, 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 we've been reconciled, right? We reconciled with one another. We reconciled with the Lord. We've been redeemed, amen? Yes. And so now we realize we've been redeemed by this person that we're talking about, this, 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 this lamb of God. We've been redeemed by him. And so we're going to give him the glory. We say, Lord, how do we glorify your name? He said, first of all, you can sing to me. So your music can be used to glorify God. We've been having a lot of music to glorify somebody else. We got a lot of music glorifying idols. Matter of fact, they got a show, American Idol, where people sing to their idol. It's still on, isn't it? Some parts of it, okay. Music is big on, on, on primetime television. I think they have something called The Voice. 
Amen? Oh, if you know what voice they're talking about. But God said, I, I created music, so I need you to sing. I need you to sing praises. See, you know, music will uplift you. Music sets the tone, doesn't it? It can change your mood. King David used to play the harp for King Saul. He said, man, this guy's depressed. Go in there and play for him. Amen. When, you, when our heart is overwhelmed, start singing the praises of God. It doesn't matter if you can, can't hold a tune in a hefty bag. Sing praises to God. Amen? So he said, sing. Now what else did he say in Romans 4? Let's look at this. Romans chapter 4 and verse 18 will begin. Who against hope? This is Abraham. He said, who against hope believed in hope? That's a hard thing, isn't it? He said, who against hope believed in hope? that he might become the father of many nations, according to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body, now dead, when he was about a hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God, and being fully persuaded that what he had promised he was able also to perform. So when we see here, how do we glorify God? Exercising faith. Abraham exercised faith. They said he hoped against hope because hope said no. So he had to hope against hope. Everything around him said this is an impossibility, but he said, I believe that God is well able to do what he promised he would do. And he glorified God through his faith. He said, he the promise of God through unbelief, but he was strong in faith, giving glory to God. So we need to be what? Strong in faith if we want to glorify God. Is that true? We got to be strong in faith. Now, faith believing. I know we can say faith is the substance of things, hope for the evidence of things not seen. We can say all kind of definitions, but faith is a moving, a moving word. It moves us. It moves us on a thus saith the Lord. It tells us what God says, and it, it says, move on it. Has God told us many things in his word? Are we responding to them? Do we move upon a thus saith the Lord? You're here today, aren't you? So I'm not saying give yourself credit, but don't, don't have your head down today. You are here because God told you to be here. God says, I have an appointed hour. He said, I have a holy convocation every week. And guess what? You're here. Praise the Lord. Amen. You're giving glory to God by being here today. So have your heads up a little bit. Don't be down. This is, we ain't fussing this morning. We're finding out how God can get his glory. Amen. He said, have faith. The faith of Abraham. When everything says no, hope against hope. When everything else says it can't be done, if God says it can, move on it. If the Lord says, do it, do it. It doesn't matter how ridiculous it might seem to you or anybody in your environment, go ahead and act upon it. And that's called exercising faith and giving glory to God. God can't get glory on Abraham if Abraham didn't obey. If Abraham hadn't gone to Mount Moriah, God couldn't have gotten the glory with Abraham. If God, even before then, he said, uh, uh, he, if he would have acted like Sarah acted, when God said, you're going to have a son, and what did Sarah do? She laughed. That didn't glorify God, did it? 
now. But Sarah finally caught up with it. Amen. And Sarah was very happy that she had a son. And so the reason she had to have the son is because somebody believed and glorified God. Amen. Amen. So you, you understand how important faith is and moving on the act of God. If God said it, move on it, and he gets the glory. Amen. Let's go to Psalm 50, if you would. This is something we need to work on. He said, there's another, another way to glorify me. See, people are looking. Spirits are affecting. We need to be glorified. He's in, in, in Psalm chapter 50. In verse 22. He said, now consider this, ye that forget God. Hmm. You want this? Ooh, that would be terrible. God said, look, consider this, thee that forget God. Least I tear you in pieces, and there be none to deliver. He said, I want you to understand this. He said, whosoever offereth praise glorifieth me. So here we go again. How do we glorify God? Offering praise. And to him that ordereth his conversation aright will I show the salvation of God. He said, with your mouth praise me. Amen. Every time we say and talk depression, every time we talk defeat, we're not glorifying God. He said, you've forgotten me, obviously, because I am the one who stretched out the heaven and the earth. And what you're talking about, you're my child and things are bad. He said, don't, don't, that's not glorifying me. They need to see that when all things are falling apart, you are still singing praises to God. Let your conversations praise him. Amen. He said, order them aright. Your conversations are important because that's how we what? Communicate. And that's how we can glorify. What happens if your conversation isn't quite right? What happens if we start talking and using language that God says, you know, that's not a good idea? What if we take the tone that God says I don't approve of when we're in our conversations? We're not glorifying God, are we? We're glorifying his enemy. But he said, I need to order your conversation, right? I need you to praise me with you. How do you pray? How do you talk praise? Yeah, that's not rhetorical. <laughs> you thank God for his goodness. You, you get up saying, thank you, Lord. When you're in the midst of the storm, you say, thank you. You say, Lord, you're a good God. You're a wonderful God. You are the one that could open the book. You're the one that stretched out the heavens and the earth. You're the one that said, I will never leave you or forsake you. You're the one, Father, and I just want to praise you and I want to thank you. Thank you for being who you are. Thank you for allowing me to know who you are. These are praise speak. These are conversations that are ordered correctly because he, he says, I in, inhabit the praise of the saints. So you want God to come closer, start praising him. Say, hey, I, Lord, thank you. Say, why are you thanking God? Because <laughs> he's worthy to be praised. Well, he, hadn't, he didn't do that for you. He's worthy to be praised. He is the God of all the earth. And there, I just have to fall at his feet and say, thank you for being in your kingdom. Thank you for letting me know who you are. I could be a Buddhist. I could be a Hindu. I could, I could not know your name. I, 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 didn't, I could not know that you are the Lamb of God. Oh, Lord, thank you for letting me know it. Do you see what praise can come from? Go to 1 Peter. We're going to find out something else how to praise. 
So we found out you can sing praises, amen? You can speak praises. What else? You can, you can exercise faith, and how, that's how you glorify God. There's something else that we need to be paying attention to if you're going to glorify God. 1 Peter chapter 4. God is a good God. He has done it all. I was listening to a sermon the other day, and it was kind of interesting that this fellow was speaking. And I know it wasn't very popular what he was saying, but he was talking about Jesus and how Jesus is always going to be us. And he said, not just us, as in human, he was a Jew. And it was interesting, because this is a guy, uh, he, he said, I know that's going to mess you all up because you've been taught that Jesus must have been a Scandinavian because he had long blonde hair and blue eyes and, 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 and that's what we've been taught. And this was a, a, a white guy talking about this. He said, I, I, I'm sorry, he was a Jew. And if you got a problem with Jesus being a dark Jew, then you're going to have a problem. But he's going to be that forever. He's going to be what he is, what he was when he left here forever. That's enough for me to say glory to God. He gave up the throne to become us. I don't think he needs to do anything else. If he doesn't do anything else, he said God became man so man could come return to God. You think he loves you? You think he cares? You think, you think he's, he's not there trying to help you through it? We spend most of our lives saying, Master, don't you care we perish? He said, man, what do you mean? God became man for you. Just think, the whole universe would have kept spinning. Do you know how insignificant we are as it relates to the vastness of space? If, if the father and the son would have said, well, they're just going to get the same reward as Lucifer and kept moving, it wouldn't have bothered anybody. <laughs> but he said, no, stop the universe. I'm going to become them to save them. Amen. Isn't that glorious enough? And he stuck as us for the rest of eternity. I can imagine the beautiful creatures out of the universe. You know, the ones he created and, and all the different worlds he has. And, and he picked and he said, I'm going to look like y'all forever. Can you imagine that kind of love? That heaven, the, the, the universe headquarters are coming here. This little insignificant blue marble. <laughs> because he loved us. I think he's worthy to be praised. Amen? First Peter chapter 4. Let's go to verse 7, if you would. First Peter 4, verse 7. But the end of all things is at hand. Be ye therefore sober and watch unto prayer. We're learning how to glorify God. So there, there is a, a, con, a position to take as it relates to, 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 to what we should be doing and not be doing. He said, be sober. And that's glorifying me. Watch into prayer. That's glorifying me. And verse 8 says, And above all things, have fervent 
charity among yourselves. You know how we glorify God? We have love one for another. Amen? Amen. He said, for charity shall cover the multitude of sins. Use hospitality one to another without grudging. Embrace love without grudging, without saying, I guess I got to do it. Even if, you, if, even if you limited hospitality by visiting or allow people to visit you, don't do it grudgingly. Why? He said, that's not glorifying my name. Glorifying my name is, hey, hey, how you doing? Let's get together. Hey, let, let's t-. Think about how many people have been to your house. How many, how many church people have been to your place? How often does this happen? How often? Some every Sabbath. Some once a year. Some you're still waiting on it. Amen? But he said, you're going to glorify me. This is what you're going to have to do. And you should do it because you want to, right? Because it, it makes you happy. It's like I get an opportunity to glorify God by being a lover of hospitality. I know. All we can do is see the, the reasons not to. I don't like them. They talk too much. They don't know how to leave. <laughs> All these things that we tell ourselves to make sure we don't glorify God. Oh, all of them, right? Y'all been through all of them. I remember having some people over some years ago, my wife and I, and these folks just wouldn't go home. <laughs> you, know, when I, you know, you try to give the hints, you know, after church they come and, 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 and you know, now it's, it's 6 o'clock and now it's 8 o'clock and now it's 10 o'clock and so you start taking your watch off, putting it on the table and, you, and, you, and you, you know, the kids, they, you know, they don't. And, and you nodding off and, and, and that. But it's okay. Be a lover of ops. You know why? Because they needed it. They had no other outlet. They had no one else to talk to. They, they were going through something. They didn't know how to be this. And they just wanted to be around it. So be a lover of hospitality. Has God given you a home? Amen. Anybody sleep in a tent last night? We saw a guy that came to church. He was standing on the corner this morning, Nelson. He, he didn't have any place to invite somebody to. If God has given you a place, use it to glorify his name. Amen? If God has given you one room, glorify his name with it. Now, we used to live in a house that was about one room, Brother Juan. This year and I, we had maxed that house out. And we would have people over. And they'd have to half sit in the dining room, four of them in the corner in the, in the living room. And, you know, it was warm outside, go outside and eat. <laughs> but that's what it's all about. It's about glorifying God. And that's one of the things he asked us to do. Let's keep reading. As every man hath received the gift, even to minister the same one to another, as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. This was a scripture God gave us earlier this week in, during prayer. He said, I've given you a gift. Use the gift appropriately. That's how you magnify. That's how you glorify my name. Amen. And he said, verse 11, if any man speak, let him speak as the oracles of God. If any man minister, let him do it as of the ability which God giveth, that God in all things may be what? Glorified. And how many things? 
all things may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom he be praise and dominion forever and ever. Amen. So now we got hospitality. We got to have love one for another. We have to minister one to another. Amen. And we, those things glorify God. So we're finding out how to do this. You said he was worthy. Worthy to be praised. We should give glory to God. He said, this is how you glorify me. Very simple. This is how you glorify me. Now, let's go to 1 Peter. Stay face, Peter. Let's go... Go back a couple chapters. Let's go to chapter 2. 1 Peter chapter 2. 1 Peter chapter 2. We're learning how to glorify God. Do we need a lesson? Because you said he was worthy to be praised. You said he was worthy of glory. So let's find out how to do that. Unless you were just, you know, speaking. 2 Peter, 1 Peter, I'm sorry, chapter 2. And verse 12 says, having your conversation honest among the Gentiles, that whereas they speak against you as evildoers, they may be your, I mean, I'm sorry, they may by your what? Good works, which they shall behold, do what? Glorify God in the day of visitation. He said, your good works will glorify me among the heathen. See, the heathen wants to be mad at you. But if you're doing the works of God and you're loving charity and hospitality, they can't, they, they, they can only say, we can find no fault in this man. Didn't say they wouldn't try to kill you, but they can say, we can find no fault in this man or this woman. We cannot find any fault because they're so gracious. They're so uh, uh, hospitable. They're so loving. They're so patient. They're so long-suffering. There's no law against this. Is that our testimony? Or do we give the heathen many things to say that are true about us? Yeah, I know. Y'all say y'all Christians. Mm-hmm. I saw you in cussing that person out. Mm-hmm. Holy, holy. <laughs> Don't think they're not saying those things. And we are we're not, we're not only not giving God glory, we're bringing his name to shame. We go around saying we believe in God. We are Bible-believing Christians. We are we're seventh-day worshipers. We, we, we believe in God's hours, and we do all this, but they see no kindness in our souls. They see no patience in our approach. They see no love. Now, some people won't see love because... They have defined love as satisfy me. And that's not love. God didn't pass out satisfy me love. That's not what this is. But show the godly love God asked to show, and it'll melt a heart. Are we melting any hearts? Are we, are we causing stone hearts to be stronger? Help us, Lord, because we've got to glorify God. Amen? Amen? Go to Matthew. Yeah, you're in class today. We won't be long. Matthew chapter 5. Matthew chapter 5. Look what God says about how to glorify his name. See, if I'd ask you or given you instruction, all we have to stand up and shout and run them down the aisles. That's how you praise him. Would that be more exciting? Or is this what God would have us to do? 
because there's time for shouting. Amen? There's time for raising holy hands. It really is. And it's okay in church if you, if you say amen and hallelujah. Man, this is a good time to do that. If the Holy Spirit moves you to do it. Amen? This ain't fake church. You know how you folks you start dancing around the music and they sit down because their wig fell off. <laughs> but if the Holy Spirit moves you, say amen. It's beautiful. God is teaching us the oracles of God and how to glorify his name. Matthew chapter 5, and we go to verse 16. It says, what? Let your light, this light that he's put in you, let your light so shine before men. So not just in church, not just among one another. You know, our lights be shining, we just blind each other. We just never leave here. We just shine, shine, shine. But he said, let your light so shine among where? among men, before men, that they may see your good works. And the reason they need to see it, because they need to do something called glorify what? Your Father which is in heaven. That's what your good works are about. It's not about you getting credit. It's not about you being the, the most holy person on the block. He said, you're doing this to glorify me, to bring attention to my way, to bring attention to my glory, to bring attention to, to the saving power of Jesus. Amen? Amen? Your good works. So we got works to do. Amen? Oh, so when someone says, you don't need to work to go to heaven. If you're going to heaven, you're going to be working. He said, good works. It's part of my faith. It's part of my belief. If you believe in me, you're going to do what I did. Jesus worked, didn't he? He was passing out good works every day. When he, he bowed his head and said, forgive them, it was a good work. Do you know that, that centurion soldier that was standing there, that last little work, he said, uh, Father, I commit my spirit. And what did the man say? Surely this was the Son of God. He glorified God even in his death and the manner of death. And it, it, it pointed out something to this man who had never heard of him. You see what the good works will do? It'll bring the Romans in the line. It'll bring the Jews in line. It'll bring the Hindus in line. It'll bring the Muslims in line. If you have the good works and the spirit of God within you, that power can overwhelm deception. But God is waiting on a people that he can use to do that with. We've been deceived a little bit this week. Well, a lot of people have because of the, the tour, the rock star tour. But it's all right. Because I read in the book of Daniel in chapter 11, he said those who knew the Lord were not moved. Those who knew the oracles of God did not flinch, did not get deceived, did not jump up and down and say, oh, holy, holy, holy. We watched the cast of characters parade. And said, Father, you're to be glorified. Can't call anybody Holy Father. Can't do it because there's only one. I can't call you Reverend because he said Holy and Reverend is his name. See, the reason we can do that because we found it here, because he allowed us to see it here. And so we should give him glory for us not to even be deceived in that. Can you imagine following a man? You ever know the story of Pied Piper? Pied Piper 
they had a problem with rats. <laughs> oh, back in the day, this is, I don't know if it's real or not, but we learned it. And they, they hired a guy who could play the, play the pipe. And what he did is he played the pipe and mesmerized the rats. And guess what happened? He led them down to the river and all the rats drowned. Doesn't that sound familiar? <laughs> so God says, you're not going to drown because you know me. Now with Matthew, let's go to Romans if you would. Now we've got we, we, we to review here. We, we, we need to sing praises. Amen? Amen? We need to testify of his goodness. We need to, to, to not only sing praises, we need to praise him with our lips. We need to, to, to come on up in our conversations. We need to be able to say glory, hallelujah in the midst of a storm. We need to be able to show men and women who our God is and we are never, ever left alone. We also need to, to love one another. We need to let our light so shine. These good works need to shine before men so they may glorify God. And the question is, what happens when you don't? See, God has given us all this, amen? God has blessed us with this. Now, what happens if you don't? Romans chapter 1. See, there is a consequence. We think we can just pick and choose and go on. See, we have a choice to follow or not follow, but we don't have a choice in reaping what we sow. If you decide not to go with God, there's a, something comes behind that, right? Just like to follow God and glorify him, there's something comes behind that. You're not free of the consequence. You're never free of the consequence. Young people, please know that. You are never free of the consequence of your actions. God might have mercy. He might show grace. But there is a consequence to all your actions. And this is what we got to understand. So if God has given us the instructions on how to glorify him, what happens if you don't? Romans chapter 1. In verse 21. Romans 1, 21. Because that when they knew God, they did what? They glorified him not as God. See, we can glorify him not as God, meaning that, yeah, he's all right. I call on him when I need him, but I don't treat him like he's God. You ever done that before? Remember we always tell you don't treat God like a vending machine? See, we glorify him, but not as God. We might say he's a, he was good. That, that God is good. You ever seen that? All of, all of the, the secular, well, not secular, I'm sorry, modern gospel music, all center around what God is doing for me or what I want God to do for me. Amen? And that's how I glorify God when God make it happen. <laughs> when God didn't make it happen, when you lost that job, when your car broke down, when, when, when your man ran off on you, uh, when, when your wife uh, uh, left you a note. <laughs> I don't hear no songs about that. <laughs> Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I'm alive. You got something to teach me. Teach me, Lord. As we learned this morning, speak to me. But all the songs of Lord, He's a good God. He, he made a way out of no way. <laughs> and you sing about that. And it's good to sing about that, isn't it? It's good to sing about the, uh, God's great uh, benefit. He, he said, I'm Jehovah Jireh. I will provide. Sing about that. That's good. But you need to keep singing when things don't look right. That's 
That's why we're learning how to glorify him. He said, because what I did glorified me. Because who I am glorified me. Don't wait on me to do something in your specific circumstance to think that that's how I earn your glory. Help us, Lord. But he said, look, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful. They weren't thankful that he died for us. We weren't thankful that he let us know who he was. We weren't thankful that he lets us enter the throne room of heaven at any moment. We weren't thankful that he gave us the Holy Spirit so we could understand what he said. But they weren't thankful. But became vain in their imaginations. And their foolish heart was darkened. See, this is what happens when God tells you this is the way, walk therein, and then you don't walk. Your foolish heart becomes darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they become what? Fools. And change the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like to corruptible man. And that man is normally us. We become God in our own lives. And to birds and four-footed beasts and creeping things. See, your mind just goes way off when you know God and don't give him glory. When he has blessed you and you don't give him praise. When he has taught you and you decide, well, I don't feel like it today. Your mind will do some crazy things. You'll start having idols. Amen? It wasn't many days from the Red Sea to the Golden Calf. Once you get your mind going down that wrong direction, and the devil's got to express lane in these last days. It doesn't take long. Just make one decision wrong. One, one decision not to glorify God, you're going to end up somewhere. How did I get here? It won't take long, but this is what happens. 24 says, Wherefore God also gave them up to uncleanliness through the lust of their own hearts to dishonor their own bodies between themselves. See, because you've got to figure, how did they get here? You ever wonder about that? You see the abominations, and you say, how did they get here? Because when they knew God, they glorified him not as God. And that's the result. See, we think, oh, it's just a little sin. You know, we didn't do it that way. It's okay. That little sin caused this to happen. Sodom didn't start off like that. You and I didn't start off like that. Sin is like a, 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 what, a gateway drug. It just keeps building. You hit that, hit it once, hit it again, all of a sudden you're heroin. <laughs> you don't know, how, you, how did I get here? You're sitting there shaking with something tied around your arm, and, and, and spent, you, you stole your last television so you can get your last hit. How did I get here? Because when you knew God, you glorified him not as God. He said, okay, that's what you want. Here's the end result to that. For sure, that's extreme. No, it didn't. Ask any heroin addict. You didn't wake up at 12 years old and start shooting heroin, <laughs> did you? I mean, no, nah, I know y'all didn't. I know y'all didn't. We, didn't. we didn't get perverted overnight. But when we knew God, we didn't glorify him as God. So God said, I gave you up, man. Verse 25 said, who changed the truth of God into a lie and worshiped and served the creature more than the creator who was blessed forever. Amen. See, we tend to serve in ourselves when we don't serve the Lord, which in turn means we serve the devil. And we swear it's okay. 
The whole world wondered after that beast. And you sitting there trying to hold on to glorifying the word of God. You're trying to glorify God. God, you told me to live this way. You told me to speak this way. You told me to sing this way. You told me to believe this way. But I have nobody around me that does that. Are you getting the point of why we need church? An assembly place? At least once a week. No. This is a strange church. Do you know you can, you, we assemble as a body every day of the week? Every day. Every day you have that opportunity. Isn't that nice? <coughs> I don't know how long we're going to be able to. We'll talk about that after church. But we have that opportunity. So let's glorify God and let's be around each other. Let's learn the blessings of God by blessing others. Let's learn the blessings of God through our conversations and, and, and the blessings of God that comes through praise. Go to Malachi, if you would. We just want to put this, make sure we understand this. You have been given a gift this morning because you vowed with your voice, he's worthy to be praised. He's worthy of all glory. You said that at first. Amen? amen. You're still saying that now. Amen. Well, that wasn't such a resounding amen. <laughs> that was a maybe amen. Uh, God says, look, you promised you'd glorify me. And I promised I'd show you how to do it. Now, who is it up to? You. And he said, if you don't do it, you're going to be in a world of, a world of trouble. I, I've set everything up so you can do it. And I only told you, I'm giving you my spirit so you can perform it. Now in Malachi chapter 2, let's go read verse 2. Malachi chapter 2, verse 2. If he will not hear. Amen? Remember we learned this morning. Speak, Lord. Where the Lord speaks and you won't hear. And if ye will not lay it to heart. To give glory unto my name, saith the Lord of hosts, I will even send a what? Curse. See, there's a consequence of this. I know we, God is a loving God. He's a wonderful God. He's a merciful God. He, he, is, he, is, he is magnificent. But, and we forget, though, judgment. He said, man, you free not to serve me. But here's what not serving me brings you. And not because I hate you. It's because that's what's opposite of me. That's the consequence we have to, we will suffer these consequences. He said, I will do what? Send a curse upon you and I will curse your blessings. Who? That's frightening. You ever get a blessing and all of a sudden it go away? He said, I'll curse your blessings. He said, yeah, I have cursed them already because you do not lay it to heart. In this particular chapter, he was talking to the, to the ministers. He was talking to the Levites. He said, man, I have told you what to do, and you won't lay it to heart. And then you act like I just didn't see that. We act like God just didn't see that when you just walked away from what he said. When he said, don't do that, you know, you have this thing coming up. I need you to, to go ahead and be righteous and, and be holy, and I need you to act like this, and you just walk away from that conversation. You act like he just didn't see that. He said, man, this is a, you get cursed. 
because curse is the opposite of blessing. He said, you were in the blessing mode. You were in a position to be blessed because you were glorifying my name by obedience, by faith, by conversation, by praise, by love, but you decided to go away from it, and away from that is nothing but curse. And we have the audacity to say, I don't know why the Lord did that to me. He said, you did it to yourself. You jumped out of the boat. You jump out of the boat, get wet, and mad at God. Amen? Stop jumping out of the boat. We okay? Now we're going to close on a, on a happy note. All right? 1 Corinthians. Man, you, you guys next pastor going to have it. He's going to say, man, you must have passed the show, are you? These people shell-shocked. <laughs> no. It's my, my time was to tell them this. God chose me to be the person that nobody likes, but to tell them what God said. You know, that's not a fun job. <laughs> but it's all right. It's all right. Because you know what? He beat me up, too. I just thank him so much for letting me know how to perform the doing of it. Isn't that wonderful? He didn't leave us out. He didn't leave us to, he, he didn't leave it to us, Jay, to guess how to do this, because we'd make a mess out of it. He didn't say, okay, uh, 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 now look, we got a game today, but <laughs> I'm not giving you any plays. Yeah, this game, he didn't, he said, look, man, we got a game in eight weeks. Here's the practice schedule. Here's the playbook. Now, practice the play. Right? That's what he does. Every day is practice, practice, practice. See, uh, the Holy Convocations is called also in the Hebrew rehearsal. It's a rehearsal for eternity. So what we do on Sabbath, if you don't like Sabbath, if you don't like coming and assembling together, if you don't like hearing a thus say of the Lord, you're going to hate heaven. But God said in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, He said, verse 31, chapter 10, 1 Corinthians chapter 10, and verse 31. He said, whether therefore you eat. Uh-oh. We got a problem with that one. I mean, I got to glorify God when I eat. Even when I won't eat. Yeah, you can. And when you lay in the hospital, calling on my name, I love you so much, I say, okay. My son, my daughter, all right. Love you. Love you. What can we do now? You going to start glorifying me? He said, whatever you eat or drink. Think about this. This is how close it comes. Do you eat and drink every day? Outside of fasting days, do you eat and drink every day? So we got a whole lot of opportunities to glorify God. Amen. How many of us glorify God? How many people have asked you, what's wrong with you? <laughs> Why do you eat like that? Why don't you eat that? How many people have asked you that question? That was an opportunity to do what? Glorify God. They say, man, that don't make sense. Where you, where's your meat? You know, where's your, where's your hog malls and your greens? Where's your salt meat? Y'all remember salt meat, don't you? Oh, yes, well, y'all didn't eat vegetables. Uh -huh. 
Okay, where, where, where's, the, you know, where's the ham on Easter Sunday? And they said, well, because y'all you, have had that experience. Y'all go to, to mama's house or, 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 or auntie's house, and they sitting there eating, you know, Sammy the swine and, 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 and Terry the turkey, and y'all, and, and you, you're like, you used to eat it. What's wrong? My food ain't good enough anymore. <laughs> You're glorifying God, aren't you? Mm -hmm. And you got to have a spirit, don't you? Mm -hmm. You're not just, Thanksgiving dinner is coming up. It's not a battlefield. <laughs> All right? Please keep that in mind. We're not throwing things at people on Thanksgiving dinner. Uh, and because, uh, because God says, glorify my name. He said, you know that, that stuff you're eating? You ever been to Thanksgiving dinner and don't eat anything? It might happen sometime. He might say, I need you to go visit these people. And there's not a thing on the table you can eat. <laughs> it's 50,000 things on the table. You scared to touch the lettuce. <laughs> it's driven in pork juice. <laughs> we got some, fr we, fr we fried these tomatoes in lard. <laughs> oh, all right. But God said, whatever you eat and drink, and whatsoever you do, do all to the glory of God. Whatever you do, everything you do. What about how you look? You think that's got something to do with glorifying God? I want you to tell you, I want to show you something. We're going to get out of here. Oh, man, it's always too late. Um, Aaron had a robe to wear, didn't he? Now, that robe wasn't his everyday robe. But Aaron, when he came to the temple, he had to put on his what? His, his priestly robe. Amen? Why? Because he glorified God. Because it was part of whatever you do. God says, look, when you come here, look like this. Amen? Has that changed? Glorify God in everything that you do. Why do you think I look like this? Do I wear this every day? Y'all have seen me not wear this. Right? Yeah. And I'm trying to get better. I'm trying, you know, I, I know I got to care about what I look like. I need to start doing that. Y'all pray for me. But when I come to the house of God, I remember where I'm going. Where am I going? I'm going to meet my maker. I'm going to bow before my maker. And I'm going to say, thank you, Lord. I want to glorify you in all that I do. You deserve my best. Amen? Amen. You know, back in the old days, Sister Marie, they, they used to have something called Sabbath clothes. Yeah. There are people today that have clothes just for the day. They don't wear them any other time. Because that's the, their clothes. These are my, I'm going to church clothes. I'm going to meet my master, my savior. You see the point? Everything we do. So when we come see the master, does he deserve our glory? When we come see the judge of the whole universe, does he deserve our best? He didn't say the most expensive, did he? He said the best. I've seen men in the country Man, they, they got work overalls, and they got overalls that look a little better than they work overalls. They come into church with them look a little better overalls on, and them shoes are polished. 
They got holes in the bottom of them, but the best they got, they bringing it to the Lord. So it's not about that, is it? It ain't about if it's $200 here or $800, it's your best. And when you dress the best inside and out to come see the Lord, you're glorified. So in your soul, you bring your best. Amen. In your attitude, you bring your best, don't you? In, 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 your, in, your, in your presentation, it's your best. Amen. See, I've seen all of you look your best. Sometimes here. Amen. Praise him. But I've seen you out there showing out with your best. And y'all are some good-looking folks. Y'all know that? I've seen you. Y'all, y'all, y'all look good. Okay, well, okay, y'all terrible-looking people. <laughs> but God deserves it. Give him your best. Amen. And, and one more thing. We're going to say this, because this is a season of offering. I want y'all to know something. I had an earthly father. Some of y'all knew him. And the Lord blessed him to keep telling me over and over again, let it hit the floor. I said, no, Father. Dad, Dad, the people, Lord, the, the, the people. We can't just let it hit the, he said, let it hit the floor. I said, how do people, we can't, that's shaming God's name. He said, no, Babylon is shaming God's name. You keep trying to hold up Babylon. I said, no, this is church, ain't Babylon. He said, no, I'm not talking about the church. I'm talking about how things are done. It's Babylonian in nature. Let it hit the floor. So my brothers and sisters, there's some things that are hitting the floor now. We have presented over and over again what the needs of this body. We've given you figures. We've given you numbers. And it's time to let it hit the floor. Um, and I apologize to all of you for holding it up. Uh, so be praying that God would see fit to allow you to give him some of the stuff he gave you because in it is a blessing. In it is a blessing. Let me ask you, you know how many people listen and watch what we do here on Sabbath and how many people that you have never met are on prayer line? You know, people who walk through, if, if there's some people that can walk through this door, Sister Marie, and we wouldn't know who they were by face. If they, their voice, we would know them. <laughs> but you know what? It costs to do that. And now it's over. It's hitting the floor. And so we want to glorify God. So let's think about that. Glorify God. And... and Watch what happens to you. Watch what happens to us. Because, I, and you see, I'm not worried. I know what he told me to do, so we're doing it. And he's going to provide a way to get it done. I'm asking you to participate in the flow of God. Watch what he does. He's going to turn your life upside down. He's going to say, wow, I, 
I didn't know it could be this good. Instead of, well, you know, I'm going to hold on to that. Or I'm going to let somebody else get that. Okay. So be praying, amen? amen? So what did we learn this morning? Give him glory in all things. Did we find out how to do it? So if somebody says, how do you glorify God? You can say, boom, because I know you took notes. Uh, Matthew, uh, Hebrew, uh, uh, first and second Peter. Uh, you'll be able to do that, won't you? And you say, that's how I give God glory. I, I, I actually remember what was said at church. That's glorifying God. Amen. Let's pray. <laughs>